Well, folks, um, welcome from me too. As Anne has indicated, my name is David, since she said it, and I was sitting over there. It's still David. Um, my uh, family are checked in in various parts around the building. Um, it's a Scottish double this morning. Um, for those of you at home, the guys at the back would put subtitles on if they understood what either of us had said to you. Um, so bear with us. Hopefully you can hear through the accents. Um, as Anne said, we are in Luke's Gospel. We're in this series thinking about what it is to be equipped on the way and really looking at what is Jesus doing for us and what is he modeling to us? So what is coming from him for us and what is he modeling in terms of how we might then live? And I want to start this morning by asking you two questions. I don't want you to answer them out loud, you'll be pleased to hear. So Pentecostals in the room, you'll have to just button it, okay? I want you to answer it inside, these two questions. The first is this, do you want to be well? And my second question is, do you want to be close to Jesus? So we're reading from Luke 17 today, starting at verse 11. And this is what it says. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go. Show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And I want to start by praying, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Here in the building, here at home, wherever here is for us, you are welcome. And we ask that you would guide our thinking and our feeling this morning, that we may be transformed. Amen. So the most obvious thing in this passage is that uh, Jesus heals a load of people. And uh, as is his way, uh, you don't have to go far in Scripture to really find another passage where Jesus is healing a load of people. This is kind of what he does. It was um, one of his great tools for evangelism, and I would suggest is one of his great tools for evangelism, for inviting people in. Literally, you could probably not move, you don't have to move far in the Gospels before you see Jesus healing a load of people. It's the kind of thing he does. And it's really quite an extravagant blessing that he's giving in this passage. An extravagant blessing. Extravagant in terms of the depth of what he's doing for these men but also the breadth. 
These are people who were significantly ill. Ill in a way which meant they were ostracized from their community. They had to stay outside. They were completely unwell, completely removed. And Jesus completely heals them. This is the depth of what he does for them. Not only are they physically well, but the instruction is to go into the town and see the priest. It's also extravagant in terms of the breadth. You know, Jesus could have healed one of them. That had got people talking. One person healed. If we saw one person heal, we'd be talking about it. He heals all of them. And we know that at least one of them was a Samaritan, somebody from outside the Jewish community. Would have seemed very strange to people around that he healed. But Jesus healed all of these people. This was the breadth of what he did. This is giving, right? This is what giving looks like from God. This is the model he gives to us, this extravagant blessing. This is Jesus. It's how he operates. It was and it is. So it's very hard to come away from this passage with anything other than Jesus wants people to be well. Physically, yes. He wants people to be well. But spiritually, holistically, also, yes. This is a passage that, you know, when you see that man returning, speaks of something bigger. It speaks of a salvation. It speaks of a fuller healing that Jesus is offering. I love John 5, 24, where Jesus says, whoever believes in me, whoever believes in me will cross over from death to life. Whoever. It's a great word, that, isn't it? And in case we're in any doubt, it means whoever. So brass tacks, that means everyone in your street. It means everyone you live with. It means everyone you ever lived with. It means everyone you meet at work. It means everyone you encountered from the moment you vaguely were awake this morning until now, whether in person or on a message, however you encountered them, all of these people are invited with the whoever from Jesus. And I've got news for you, and maybe you need reminding of this today, you too are a whoever. You're in there. When Jesus says whoever believes in him, they move from death to life. This is what is on offer for us. So in our passage this morning, there are a series of invitations really to us. One is an invitation to healing. It'd be hard to come away from this without putting that on the table. There is an invitation here to healing. Our first question, do you want to be well? There's a kind of second invitation too as well, a challenge if you like, to follow in Jesus' example. 
to go out of here, this place, your home, go out of here and give the same extravagant blessing. To use this as a tool for evangelism, for drawing people in. So a harder question this morning would maybe be, who could you start with? Who could you pray for with them that they would be healed? I will own to the fact that's not easy. But I think this is the model that Jesus is laying down for us. He is a great tool for drawing people in. But there is also here, really significantly, an invitation to a fuller healing, to a healing of the soul, to a life that is close to Jesus. You know, there was disappointment for Jesus in those nine that didn't return. We see that in verse 17. We're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? Can you hear the sadness in Jesus' voice? I think it's there. There was disappointment for him. But joy in the one. His words to him are so affirming. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. He affirms the one who came back to give his thanks. The blessing is freely given by Jesus. With no strings attached, he healed those men. Full stop. He healed them. And then some return. The blessing is freely given and some respond. And there's encouragement for us as we go out, as we seek to share the goodness of God with others, whether it's praying for healing or in any other way, we give the blessing freely and some respond. That can be disappointing for us, can't it? but it was Jesus' experience. Maybe there's some comfort in that for us. There's a challenge here too for us, isn't there? Do we want the blessing? Like the nine, the ten in fact, do we want the blessing? Yes, I would suggest is the answer. Yes, please. I would like the blessing. Absolutely, yes. But do we also want the blesser? Not sure that's a word, but it is this morning. Do we want the blesser? Do we want to be close to Jesus? I want to tell you a story of my week. This has been trying not to get emotional now. This has been a very difficult week. It felt like it was perhaps building up for some time and on Tuesday morning, I found myself like this, just really quite tearful and I felt unable to, to deal with the day. We, we sat there in the morning, my wife and I, we sat there and I cried. I didn't know how to do that day. 
and we prayed and went into the day. And what a day it was. I had a chance encounter with a colleague who I also cried on. <laughs> and she was so good to me. My boss, and I say this with all respect, very unusually <laughs> started to give some encouragement and feedback that I haven't heard from him in a long time. And there were things that went well again and again and again in that day. We got to the end and said, this is no coincidence. We went to the Lord and begged for his blessing. And he gave it to me. But I share that with you because I really want to share with you about Wednesday. Because that's where the challenge came for me. I'd received the blessing. Was I interested in the blesser? Because Wednesday felt like a good day. I'd had the bounce from the good Tuesday, from the answered prayer, from the blessing that come from God. But would I then go to God again? I went to God when I needed him. Would I go to God now? Would I thank him? Would I even be with him? Was my book more interesting? Or my phone? Or the TV? I've got to tell you, it was a challenge. It was a huge challenge. And for many of us here and at home, we will have experienced this challenge when things are tough. We seek God's blessing. And when things are good, almost on the turn of a pin, we ignore him. We say we want to be close to Jesus. Probably in your heart you answered yes to that question at the start. Do you want to be close to Jesus? We say we want to be, but do we? We should. It is the finest place to be. I, I cannot state that strong enough. It is the finest and the sweetest place to be. But it's such a challenge, isn't it? And I think the man here, the one who comes back, he's a great example to us. I mean, first of all, because he does it. He does come back. He's interested in the blessing. Yes, absolutely. He wanted to be well. And he's interested in being close to Jesus. But I like his routine. It's thanks. He comes to say thank you. And where we find ourselves with a challenge where we say, you know, I seek the blessing rather than the blesser, then thanks can really help us. Because every time we feel blessed, whether it feels obviously for God or we just think, well, you know, that's a good thing in the day. I don't know whether it was God or not, but it was a good part of the day. I enjoyed it. What if every time that happened, we said, that was good. I'm going to say thank you. This was good. From God, this was good. I'm going to say thank you. This didn't seem it had anything to do with God, but I'm going to say thank you anyway and go back to God. We will find ourselves making this journey from the blessing to the blesser again and again and again. And then you find you're spending an awful lot of time standing here with Jesus, close to Jesus. 
the finest place to be. So a little hint from the man there on a practice that we could just do out of choice, discipline habit. We could just say we're going to do it. And then start to reap the benefits of that, helping us to make the journey from the blessing to the blesser. Jesus healed in this story. I, th- I would read with the express purpose for why he always healed was to draw people into himself. And someone responded. It was his way and it is his way to bless, inviting us in to meet the blesser. Folks, I want to say to you as we finish here this morning that this is what Jesus would want to do for you. He would, he's dying to bless you, quite literally. He's dying to bless you. He wants to be with you. He is so fond of you. He is so fond of you. He loves to sit with you. He loves to gaze upon your face, to hear your voice. He is so fond of you. So I leave you this morning with this verse from Song of Songs, chapter 2. It would be easy to read this verse the wrong way around, as though praise to God. This is not. This is God's words to us. This is God's words to you. Listen to what it says. Verse 14. My dove in the clefts of the rock and the hiding places on the mountainside, show me your face. Let me hear your voice. Wait for it. This is Jesus' words to you. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Jesus to you, your voice is sweet and your face lovely. God bless you this morning.